Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, and I help athletes everywhere become the fittest, most amazing, badass, confident versions of themselves, both in sport and in life. And today we're going to talk about coming back from injury. Yes, it's happened to most of us just in the peak of our season or in the peak of our game. We're finally starting to make some traction, making some progress, and then <gasps> injury. It's so frustrating. We feel like we're going to lose all of the progress we've made forward. All of a sudden, our active lifestyle becomes a sedentary lifestyle. It's not a place that an athlete wants to be laid up on a couch staring at a ceiling. I can actually relate to this right now because I've got four stitches in the bottom of my foot. Put my surfboard through the bottom of my foot last week and I've been spending the last nine days staring at the ceiling and being very excited about getting back to walking again. So I decided that it was time to make this podcast. So I have for you my top eight tips for how to deal with being injured. So number one, in that moment when it happens, what's the first thing that we think? Oh my gosh, I'm never gonna skate again. I'm never gonna run again. This is the end of my career. What's gonna happen? There's so many unknowns at the beginning of an injury. You know, even something like with the bottom of my foot, I cut my foot and I thought, what if I also cut a nerve? What if I'm never gonna be able to walk again because the bottom of my foot's all fucked up, right? Like we go to this place. And so it's important at the beginning when you're first dealing with the unknowns of an injury to understand that most of the time, it's not going to be the end of the world. And if a doctor is giving you an end of a world decision, uh, or not decision, what's the word I'm looking for here, friends? <laughs> Diagnosis. It's important that you also go get a second opinion. You know, giving you an ex extreme example, one of my clients, Lucy, she actually got in a motorcycle accident and completely mangled her foot. They brought her in immediately to an operating room and the first doctor wanted to take her foot off and her son fought for her and said, look, no, like this is an active woman. If you can't fix her foot, find me someone that can. And sure enough, they found her a doctor that with multiple surgeries fixed her foot and she is back in roller skates again. So it's also important that you are taking your, your own healing and your own diagnoses into your own hands. Because if one doctor says that they can't help you, it just means that their skills and knowledge exceed the ability to do what you need to do, okay? So understand that it is not the end of the world and that you will walk again, skate again, move again. It just might take time, okay? So step number one, Understand that it is not the end of the world. Avoid going into 
fatal, awful, all or nothing situations in your brain. Don't go down the pain cave of, oh my gosh, this is the end of everything for me. You know, I, I hurt my back. <laughs> I was playing for Orange County and I, I was hit super hard by estrogen when she was playing for Angel City Derby back the other day and literally cracked everything inside of my back. And then I got off the track and my whole back spasmed. And I was in so much pain for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I remember crying myself to sleep thinking I'll never skate again. Sure enough, I've skated a bajillion roller derby games since then. So understand that your brain is going to try to go to it is the end of the world. And I promise you that it is not. Okay. So number two is during the healing process, keeping your shit together most of the time, right? It's hard as an athlete to be laid up. It's hard to be injured. It's hard to be missing out, especially if you're in a situation where you're stuck being very, you know, sedentary, if it's a leg, if it's a foot, things like that. It really, really limits what it is that you can do. So it's important that you have multiple coping mechanisms to deal with this, okay? This can be things like talking to friends, journaling, finding things to do like reading, giving yourself permission to watch some Netflix, you know, also, you know, things that we sort of demonize like emotional eating or drinking even have a little bit of their place in here. They are coping mechanisms as well. Sometimes, just to give you another example, when I cut the bottom of my foot, two days after it happened, I mean, I was just in excruciating pain. Foot has to stay above my heart. Two days into it, I have a hammock out on my deck. I've basically just been laying at my hammock, staring at the ceiling for a couple of days. And the third day, I just look at my boyfriend and I go, you know what? I'm getting drunk today. And he was like, perfect, I'll make you a mimosa. And I did, and I gave myself permission to lay in my hammock all day, have some mimosas, have a couple of beers, watch some Netflix, and play brainless games on my phone. And sometimes you just have to do that, and that's okay. Now, drinking myself into oblivion for nine days, not a good idea, right? Gonna increase inflammation, slow down the healing process, induce anxiety and depression, but using it as a single day coping mechanism of not going crazy, but just being like, you know what, I'm just gonna chill out and let myself chill out, is a perfectly acceptable thing to do, right? Same thing with food. If you're like, you know what, I'm feeling really pouty tonight, I'm gonna eat this pizza and I'm gonna watch a movie. Just fucking do it. Don't do it every day of your injury, but understand that those are fine tools to use as well. Other pieces that you can use, you know, meditation is a really important part of being stuck and sedentary. Starting off your day with some sort of grounding meditation is very, very helpful. Also in those meditations, and we're gonna talk about this in point number three, in those meditations, really envisioning what it's gonna be like when you're better, okay? So point number two is keeping your shit together most of the time by relying on things like talking to friends, sharing how you're feeling, having a couple of beers, <laughs> doing a little meditating, getting yourself a good coloring book, watching a little bit of Netflix. I know for most of us, we're so active that when we get injured, it's, it's almost like we struggle to stop, right? And we feel guilty about not doing anything. But in these moments, like your job is to heal. And so your job is to pause. The third one is sending it love, right? I don't know how woo you are, but I am a firm believer that our brains have far more power over our bodies than we realize. So if I'm thinking about my injury and I'm thinking it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked. I feel like my body is hearing, yeah, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked. But if I'm, for example, like with my stitches, I've been sitting here 
and I like sit in my meditative position, but then I put my foot up and I like rub my hands together, create a little love and energy. I think about something I love, like my sweet little puppy. Oh, I love him so much and he's so wonderful. And I take all that love and I take my warm hands and I put them right over my foot. And then I imagine all of that good love energy that I just created going into my foot and healing it. And I picture all the little pieces of my flesh healing themselves back together and sealing themselves back up. And I picture all the little nerve endings running up my leg and into my brain functioning properly. And I just sit there and give it some love. You know, you got a shoulder injury. Give yourself some little hand rubs and put them right over it while you're at work right? Sending it love, having positive mental images of the healing of your body. My mother, I love her. She just ended up having a hip replacement. She fell. She fell taking out the trash and got a hip replacement and healed amazingly. It's doing great. But one of the things they say, she was telling me the other day, I loved this. She said that she talks to it because they say sometimes that your body knows it's not like a real piece of it and it like sometimes will reject it. So she talks to her hip every day. She's like, I love you. Welcome to the family. You're with us now. We're all friends. Like, thank you for being here, being my new hip. I love you, I love you, I love you. Right, there's something to be said about creating that kind of energy and pouring it into those injured healing parts of ourselves. Now, number four, write it down, put it on your wall, put it above wherever you're laying injured. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. One of the primary reasons that people have very long healing time is because they can't just fucking wait, right? You wanna walk soon, you wanna use that arm, you wanna go ahead and just kinda like, well, I'm just gonna do it a little bit, I'm just gonna do it some of the time, and we end up slowing down our healing process because we can't just sit the fuck down, okay? So it's important that you understand that your job is to heal your body, which means your job is to give that piece of your body rest and time to heal. If you're like, well, I'm feeling 60%, I'm just going to go do some skating. And then you come back and you're in tons of pain, which causes tons of inflammation in the area, which slows down the healing, then you're not doing yourself any favors. And on the same slow as smooth and smooth as fast note, do your damn PT. Okay, do all of the training that you need to do to fix this piece of your body that is injured. So if your doctor is giving you PT to do, put it in your calendar, just like it's a workout. Hopefully you put your workouts into your calendar. In Crash Course and Transformation, we teach all our clients to put our workouts into our calendars. And in fact, when we have a client who gets injured, if someone, let's say, gets injured in the middle of the 12-week program, we're not going to kick them out of the 12-week program, obviously. We're going to say, okay, what do we need to do to get you better? And then we actually take, and then we have a fitness app that we use, and we pull out the workouts they can't do, and we put their PT into the workout app. So like their job on those days is to do that PT. So it's important that if you are injured and your doctor is giving you PT, that stuff needs to go in your calendar. It needs to be an appointment with yourself that's done consistently so you can get yourself better. Now, your injuries are healing. You're starting to move again. You're starting to think about coming back to gameplay. Depending on how long you've been out, especially if you've been out for a while, number five point, the best thing that you can do in this situation, number five, is to cross-train to rebuild strength and to fix imbalances. So especially if it's something where you've been really off of like one leg or one foot, you probably have a little bit of imbalances going on. So it's important that you are training single leg exercises on top of continuing your PT, that you're starting back to getting exercises and movements in that are going to get you prepared for being back in sport. 
Okay. So, you know, if you're needing to do some lower leg stuff, are you doing those single leg lunges? Are you doing skater jumps? Are you doing squat jumps? Are you doing all the things that are going to prepare your body? So you're not going back into practice weaker. Okay. So it's important that you have a re-entry fitness plan so that you're not just going from having sat around doing nothing with an injury to like, oh, I'm just going to go back into high competitive gameplay. Right. So I want you to really think about creating a ramped up cross training plan that's going to rebuild your strength and fix those imbalances. Number six is rebuilding trust with your body. You know, after we have a pretty gnarly injury, it can feel like we don't have confidence in that part of our body. We don't trust that part of our body. Like, is it going to be okay? If I roll that ankle, am I going to re-break it? Right. And a lot of this stuff, once it's healed, a lot of this is in our head. And we really have to give ourselves permission to slowly rebuild that trust. You know, the first time you move that ankle in a funny direction in a skate, it might feel like, oh my God, this isn't the end of the world. But you got to come back to like, I'm okay. I'm okay. This is okay. I'm okay. So building that trust with your body could look like outside of practices, you know, doing some recreational skating. It could look like just coming to maybe some some lower level practices and just rebuilding some of the basic trust with your body. But understand that building trust with your body is going to come with time. And a lot of it's going to be in your head. So having those things that you can say to yourself in those moments, you're okay, my ankle is strong. You're okay, I healed my leg, right? Like having those things that you can say to yourself as you're re-entering into sports is going to be very helpful. Number seven point, start with fun, build up to competition. Especially if you've been out for a while, a lot of us, we wanna get right back into competing. We wanna get right back into like high level. We wanna get right back into right where we were. And we often stress ourselves out because A, we started this sport because it was fun, right? And B, like you're not going to get any faster by stressing yourself out. You're not going to get there any faster by stressing yourself out. So make sure that you're coming back in with an enjoyment of the sport. Otherwise, you're like starting way, way farther behind because now you feel like you have to catch up mentally, you have to catch up physically. Like just come in with low expectations and have some fun and build yourself back up to that competition level. And then finally, most importantly, have some buddies who have been through what you've been through. Find someone who's had your injury and has successfully recovered from it and just have them encourage you and encourage you. You're going to get there. It's going to be okay. Look at me. I'm fine. I'm back in practice. You're going to be great, right? Because when we can see someone else having done the thing that we want to do, this applies to all areas of life, right? If we see someone who's doing the thing, has done the thing that we want to do, it gives us faith we're going to get there. And so the more that you can have those voices in your ear, the faster you're going to be able to recover. So wherever you are in your recovery journey, my friend, don't worry. It's not the end of the world. You just got to keep keeping your shit together. Send your injury some love. Remember that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And when you're ready, cross train to get yourself ready. Start to do those movements to build trust with your body. And then start back with fun and have some buddies with you that have already been through it to take you along the way. So I hope that this has been helpful. If you have an injured buddy, please send them this podcast because life is a contact sport. She who touches the most lives wins. And so I thank you for joining me for this time. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. See you later.